You're listening to the Salonpreneur Podcast, your source for creating the salon business you need to support the life you want. Now, your host, Bridget Binge. Hello there and welcome back to the Salonpreneur Podcast. This is episode number six. Now, this is a bit of an exciting one because in this episode, I'm conducting my first interview. And what better way to start interviews than with Carmen Arnu, the skin fairy? Before I start, let me tell you a little bit about Carmen. I met this little superstar after she purchased my policies and procedures manual, followed by a few coaching sessions. Such a massive impression this young lady made on me. Carmen is impressive, feisty, committed, and unbelievably hungry for success. Carmen Arnu is the skin fairy. With over 23,000 followers on Instagram, no doubt many of you have heard of Carmen. And the Skin Fairy Clinic is now one of WA's most well-renowned skin clinics and is recognized Australia-wide as well as internationally, with recently Carmen winning Player of the Year in San Francisco at the Skin Games, a worldwide recognized competition. And in 2016, the Skin Fairy Clinic was awarded the national winner for DMK Clinic of Australia. Not WA, Australia. Indeedy, a very impressive go-getter. Carmen is what I consider a perfect example of what is possible in our industry. She defies all odds and all the challenges this industry faces with commitment and gusto. I consider Carmen the perfect role model for both seasoned and young salon owners. She's ambitious, accomplished, committed to her business, her team and her clients. So, of course, I want you to welcome you to the streaming because I'm a bit excited and, to be honest, a little bit proud to bring you Carmen. You know, this is a a really very special person in our industry. Carmen, I want to start off with this. A long time ago, I went to New York to visit my number one mentor, Brendan Bouchard. Now, I flew all the way there and it was a three-day seminar and the number one thing that I got out of uh, Brendan's speak over the three days was that if I want to succeed in my niche, I have to make myself a celebrity in my own niche. So it doesn't matter if outside of my niche, so it doesn't matter if, and, and you know, out of the, the coaching business, nobody has ever heard of Bridget Bench, but the whole concept and the whole objective was in my industry that people do know me. So have you done this by osmosis? Have you done this deliberately with the Skin Fairy? How did this come along? This is, it's totally authentic. And I think that people think that it's been made up from something else, but it's it started from such a basic thing. My client called me her Skin Fairy. And then I put that on my Instagram and made that my name. And it just started from there. So I feel like the name is crazy. The name has brought a lot of attention because I have been in the industry for a long, long time. So uh, this has only happened in the last three years. So I feel like the name has has brought it on, if that makes sense. Yeah. But the way you have uh, treated the Skin Fairy uh, online with Instagram has created a huge following. So I'm going to be honest with you, Carmen. You know, when I told people that... um, I was going to talk to you. This is long in advance with this. They were all very excited. You know, people saying, I love the skin fairy. I look up to the skin fairy. I want to be like the skin fairy. So yeah. you have, whether oh. by accident or not, you have built yourself a little bit of a mini celebrity in your own niche in the beauty industry. I definitely get a lot of businesses, clinics, uh, girls that are studying, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of other clinics actually, uh, Australia and internationally that do contact me. I don't really know why. Sometimes the attention is very overwhelming. Like I have, I have a passion. I love what I do, and I feel like maybe they are on that ride with me, and they want to be like that as well. I don't know. I think maybe a lot, a lot of the comments that I get as well is that I inspire them and I give them confidence which I always always say this especially to my staff you really can do and achieve whatever you want to do and I think I put that on my social media and I must talk about that but at the end of the day I am just completely myself and I feel like my love for the industry and my passion I put on there and then 
everyone must must be feeling it as well. It's a very hard thing to explain. No, I totally understand. And, you know, one of the things that I say to my clients, um, and you've probably heard me say this, um, Carmen, is that the truth is you can be anything you want. You can. Everyone is their own limitation. Everyone, it's totally up to you. What, how successful do you want to be? How much money do you want to make? How many people do you want to help? Where do you want to be in your life? You have to set goals. Um, I make myself accountable in a lot of different ways, but I actually get really tired of listening to people saying that they want to achieve certain things, but they, oh, but this is stopping me. Oh, that's stopping. Well, no, you're stopping yourself. Now you've just answered the, the, the part that I was going to say to all of my therapists and salon owners, you can be anything you want. The yes. question is, how yes. badly do you want it? Yeah. Because I, that is what's going to drive you to achieve it. And clearly with you, whatever you want, you want it badly enough so that it will drive you to do the work, the work that actually is required as opposed to sitting, whinging and whining. And a lot of people are afraid of that and there is a lot of like, I don't like the whole, um, there's a lot of it on social media of the whole, uh, there's like a, 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 I don't know, everyone wants a pat on the back for for doing their job like nine to five, you know, like oh, I'm working so hard or I'm doing, I'm like, please, do you work hard? Do you work seven days a week? Are you up at 11, 12 o'clock at night? Are you up at 2 a.m.? No, I'm not saying that there's a lot of business owners or people out there that aren't doing that but there's a lot of like oh I work so hard and I'm like please you don't you don't know what hard work is until you don't sleep until you haven't washed your hair in five days until you have such bad anxiety that you feel like your jaw's going to explode because you're just trying to get to the next thing so I don't really like this whole gratification of being busy that kind of annoys me people want a pat on the back for doing their job so you should do your job you should be working nine to five if you have a business or if you want to be successful you stay up all night you work on the weekends that's just what it that's just what it takes and it I'm only in the beginning of my journey as well I have a long long way to go and I am very very driven and I have a lot of goals and I won't stop until I get there but a lot of people, a lot of business owners, a lot of therapists don't have it in them to push themselves to go further. And they should. Like, you can do it. You can achieve whatever you want to do. Everything I do within my personal life and my business life, it scares me. The skin game scared me. I mean, I, I think I cried three days the three days leading up to the skiing games, I'm, I like cried because I put so much pressure on myself that I have to perform, but I thrive off that energy. I'm actually getting emotional even even saying it. Yeah, Every, I can see that. Every, everything I do scares me, but I, I do it anyway. And I think that people don't want it bad enough. They just want to say that they, they want it, but they don't. They don't want it bad enough. There's like a deep hunger, like a deep fire, like a deep... Uh, I can't explain it. A lot of can I can I interrupt you there? I think that you know um, you are a very ambitious girl. I believe that a lot of the people, a lot of the salon owners, do want it bad enough, but they actually don't have the skill sets to get there. So the confidence just dies. They go, I really want, I really want it, but I don't know what to do. I feel like that's an excuse as well, though. You have to fake it till you make it. I'm a technician running a business. I've never run a business before. Get a good accountant. Get a good advisors. Get good mentors. Get someone to help you with your social media if you can't do it. Again, no disrespect to you, Bridget, but what you're saying, they don't have the skill set. Get someone to help you no, that no, does. No. Hang on. You misunderstood. What I'm saying is they don't have the skill set and maybe you didn't at first, but you went out and got them. So it's exactly what you said. You know, get a good accountant, get a social media expert, you know, get a good mentor, get a coach. So for me, it's I'm saying exactly the same thing in the sense that I find too many people are saying, I do want it bad enough, but I don't know what to do, but they don't go out and seek it. So actually the doing part is much easier than most people think. But as you said, you keep pushing yourself. You're afraid just like everybody else. You go into tears just like everybody else, but you don't let that stop you. Carmen, talk to me about fear. Like you're, 
you're fearless and are you okay, are you okay with the failing or not getting it right? Yeah, I, I am okay. And it took, it's taken me a long time and I still am frightened of things, but I just do it anyway. Yeah. I just am scared. Any, I'm scared. I'm like, oh, like, oh, here I, here I go. And the thing with me is once I get an idea in my head, and every family and friend and probably my staff can vouch for this. Once I get something in my head, it's like I have to achieve it. I'm obsessed with it. I, I, even though I'm afraid of it, I actually don't even know how I'm going to get to the end goal. But I know that I will. Um, but no, like I fear, you have, to, you have to use it. You have to run with it. And you, you allow yourself to be upset, but you just do it anyway. But yeah, I... I definitely have been afraid in the past of a lot of things that I have achieved. I'm still afraid of certain things, but I just do it anyway because I'm not going to stop. And I, I really hope that the um, salon owners are listening to this because Carmen has done a lot of work. She has studied a lot, whether it's business or personal development. So there's yeah. much more to Carmen than meets the eye. It's not her just sticking herself up on Instagram and then yeah. therefore she's got success. There's so much behind Carmen to get her to this point, yeah? There's a lot that I don't actually... I actually am a private person which is crazy. Yeah. I like to share certain things on social media, but there's so much that people actually don't know about me. And I think there is a preconceived idea about me, which I don't mind. People can think whatever they want. But yes, there is a lot of depth to me. And I think that's taken me a long time to be able to say that as well. But I do, yeah, there's so much more than the skin fairy. Um, yeah. I think that people do tap into that, which is why they reach out to me so much and they want to ask me questions and come for help because maybe they can see those inklings or those things that they need themselves or they want clarification on. But I, yeah, I am a private person on, on social media, which is crazy. Yeah. The adoration and the people that look up to you, you've got a, big, a bigger message for them. You know, it's not just about look up to me because I'm the skin fairy. Look oh. up to me or be inspired by what I do not necessarily what I look like. I know you have a message for both the beauty therapist and the salon owner. I would want them to know that you need to focus on your own business and forget what everyone else is doing. Um, what do you like? What's authentic to you? Do you like the colour purple? Well, then have purple in your business. Do you like doing pregnancy treatments, then focus on that. I think everyone's trying to be everyone else. I don't think that I'm looking at anyone's social media and being like, oh, I want to do that on mine. I like stars. So I've incorporated stars and colour into my social media if we're talking about that. But within a clinic as well, I think there should be a no tolerance for negativity. Um, a lot of business owners, I'm very sure, um, because I've, before owning my own business, I worked in clinics for 10 years. So I know, I know the MO, I know what goes on. If there's any kind of negativity and you're a therapist working in a business, remove yourself from that person or that situation if you can. And if you are a business owner and it's happening within your business, then squash it immediately. It's your business. It's your name. It's your money. It's, it's so important. And I think a lot of um, business owners, even friends who have, um, oh, actually, I won't say their businesses, but friends who have businesses sometimes are afraid to approach their staff. No, speak to them. Have uncomfortable conversations. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. We have a very honest only policy at uh, Skin Fairy Clinic. Um, my staff are, are amazing in many, in many, many ways. But if there is anything, which there really never is, we squash it, we have that conversation and then we move on. But this whole complaining of, oh, I'm working, I've got 10 clients booked in today. Well, yeah, you're doing nine to five and if you have 10 clients booked in that day, then that's your, that's your job. Like, again, going back to that, everyone wants a pat on the back for, for working or, you know, and I'm thankful in my business that my staff go the extra mile with me you know, they will do those extra hours, they'll squeeze clients in, they will go to trainings early, da, da, da. all of this as well will develop them as therapists and people. So I'd never feel bad for that. But I think lots of business owners step around those kind of things. 
So it sounds to me like you have deliberately, and I know for a fact that you have deliberately built a certain culture in your business. What we really need everybody to know is that they have to build a culture within their business because if they don't, the culture will be built anyway. Yes, and the culture exists no matter what, whether it's positive or negative. So it's up to the salon owner to deliberately build it. It should be around the, the business owner as well. Like, again, going back, what do you like? Do you like that your staff wear white? Do you like that your staff and you uh, have a morning meeting or do you like listening to music in the morning? You know, what, what does the business owner, the business owner really needs to be true to themselves and then you will attract like-minded people. Um, yeah. Okay, so... With you, Carmen, you know, he, what I think is, is that everybody needs to build their, their business culture, which everything gets built by default. And the, to me, the business culture has to stem from the vision of the owner. Now, yes. whether you did it deliberately or not, you still did it. You had your vision. It's deliberate. It's deliberate, yeah. So yes. your vision then dictated your culture. Yes. And then that starts to create the people around you that follow your vision. Now, what happens, Carmen, to the people that don't follow your vision? What will you do about that? If somebody comes into your business and they start saying, oh, no, this is just rubbish, I don't believe in it, blah, 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 what would you do? I remove them. It's all life as well. I don't allow negativity. I don't associate with anyone who's not going to uplift me. Again, friends and family can vouch for this. You, I have a one-strike policy, which sounds really harsh, but it's actually in turn to protect myself. Yeah. Um, but within my business, you have one chance only. Um, and that's why we don't have problems. That's why it is amazing. That's why it is successful because I don't allow that. But I also, again, in my personal life, am, I don't allow negativity. Yeah, yeah. I don't associate with anyone, yeah, who who isn't positive or hasn't who has has got like-minded goals or you know, I have amazing family and friends who um they're my they're my energy sometimes when I don't feel like I can get through a day because they are so amazing, but it, it's who you associate with is very, very, who you associate with is who you become, which is such an old cliche saying, but it really is true. Yeah. It really is. And you feed off people's energy. Well, I do especially. Um, and, you, you know, I can even feel someone when they walk into my clinic, a client, if they're not right or if they're new, if they're a new client, I can always feel them if they've got that, you know, and so can all of my girls. We all we don't actually speak. We all just look at each other, and you can all because you can feel you pick up on those things. So I think that you do absorb people's negativity and you absorb people's positivity. So again, you have choices. If we take it back to in clinic, right? If we take it back inside the salon, and you have a policy that every new client has to have a full prescription written up before yep. any treatment is ever uh, performed on them. What would happen if you have a therapist or a skin clinician that repeatedly doesn't do as you ask? She doesn't write the prescription. She just does the treatment. How do you handle that? What message do you want to send to salon owners about that? I mean, you obviously have to make sure that the, they have the correct training. Um, yeah. But even you saying that is so foreign to me because it, I just don't have that in my space. Okay, so you had to start somewhere because you're very right. In my own skin clinic, it wasn't in my paradigm either. But there yep. was a journey with the team to get to that paradigm. So if, I'll give you an example. In my own skin clinic, it was all about if somebody didn't do as I ask, I would say, I'm not asking you if you feel like it. I'm asking you that is what's required. Not it's a choice. not an option. It's not a democracy either. You won't tolerate somebody who doesn't play the game. No, because we're a team and, you know, we all, when someone comes on board, we, we always train them, you know, this is what we do first. We do a full home care prescription, you know, we want to make sure the epidermis is nice and healthy before we go in there with other modalities. This is what you recommend um, or this is what we do here. And we say that in our consult. So I guess we train them in their consult training. Um, and I've never had that problem. We don't have people like that working in our business. Um, and if they did, 
start, they would not last long. Exactly. And that's, and I think that that's what I wanted to say. I think it doesn't happen in your business because it's your culture, right? Yeah. This is how we work here and we don't work any other way and you don't tolerate any other way if in a good way. It never has to be bad. It's just this is the way we do it here because we are a value-driven company. We want to help people change their life and this is how we get there. Um, if you don't fit into this, then you'll fit in at another clinic because we want to help our clients and change their lives. So that's how simple it is. But again, you saying that to me is so foreign because that just doesn't go on in my clinic. I wouldn't allow it. And do you want to help your clients or not? Because again, it goes back to the clients. It's not the business. It's the clients. You need to look after them. They need to be on a prescription if they've got acne and you need to give them X, Y, Z. And it's not about me being like, you have to do this, blah, 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 blah. It's about the client. Do you want to help your client? Do you want to change their life? They need to do this. So would you say that the reason it doesn't happen in your salon and be, and why it's so foreign to you now is because right from the get-go when somebody starts with you, they understand your vision and your culture and your way of doing things. And if they don't get on board, then they don't last. Yeah, that's correct. And we just I just hired a, a therapist. It's taken me a year to find another one. Um, and I this time I took a different approach and I tried to put her off the job. Yeah, great. I tried to be like, look, it's really hard. We do really long hours. This is my expectations, blah, 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 blah. I had one of my other staff members come in with me for the last interview. And we, to be honest, we pushed her. Like we put her through the ringer. She, she passed with flying colours, but I tried to put her off the job because I only want people that are 100% dedicated to their clients because that's what we live and breathe. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting what you say. I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called Tony Shea and he was the founder of Zappos, which is an online uh, shoe store that was purchased by Amazon. And one of the things that Tony Shea says is that he would put people through a training program and yeah. after the training program, he would say, I now offer... Anybody in this room, $10,000 not to take the job. There's a good message in there. And that's exactly what you're doing. Like you tried your hardest to put her off. And in spite of that, she still wanted to join the team. So that's an amazing message you're sending to the salon owners. And I really appreciate you saying that because it's got to be a privilege to work at the Skin Fairy Clinic. Yeah. I don't think that, I think in some things, um, you know, uh, someone said to me recently, actually, it was Daniel Dixon, who's the CEO of DMK. He said, you know, you need to get more confident in and belief in yourself with some things because, you know, you're doing a great job. And I was like, well, I think it is a privilege to work within my clinic, but I don't want to be seen to be like arrogant, but I feel it inside. Yeah. yeah. I don't be around anyone unless they are amazing. Yeah, and look, you're not arrogant at all. Uh, no, you're protective, and you know, you're protective of your business in terms of dollars. You're protective of your clients in terms of results, and you're protecting of your existing team. Yeah, so, and you should fiercely protect your brand within your clinic. I've seen business owners that I've worked for kind of get beaten up by staff or this situation. Like, even if you don't feel strong, just fake it till you make it. There's so many. situations that I don't know what I'm doing because I've never been put in this situation before so I'm just gonna just keep pushing forward and and trying my best what you allow what you allow in your business what you allow in your life is all all down to you and it's your choice beautiful I say people do what they do because they can because somebody lets them yeah. Stop letting them you don't stop letting them any negativity that walks into your personal and business life You don't allow it to continue. And that is what the salon owners need to grasp and need to understand why your business is so special, why the Skin Fairy is so special. And I want everybody to know, I know Carmen, and it's because she's a no-compromise person. She's a no-exception person. She likes the rules and then there's no exception. Would you agree? Yeah, and it's really hard to be like that. But, again, you just have to practice that discipline Absolutely, absolutely. Let me just quickly see some of the comments um, Carmen here. Caitlin, what's the best advice you can give to a new salon owner that is very passionate and ready to strive? 
bring your authentic self into your business. What do you like? What do you love? Bring that into your clinic. That's my and, advice. And not settle for anything less. And not settle for anything less. Like you have the power and you will attract those people who have the same vision and love and positivity into your business again. And you have the faith that you can do that. You have to have the faith that you yeah. can do that. And then, But you don't settle until that happens. And I said this to a client the other day, um, my client Anna, I said to her, I believe in myself a hundred million percent. Do I get scared? Yes. Do I not know what I'm doing sometimes? Yes. But I have that confidence in myself and I do. I a hundred percent believe in myself that if I'm going to jump off there, that it'll be okay because I'll just make sure it happens. Um, but it is scary again to practice that discipline of thinking that, but that's truly how I feel. Yes. I still get insecure about things. I'm not saying that I'm, not like any other person but I just believe in myself yeah oh look it's very evident it's and I'm really happy that you're you know sending this message to so many people that you know just don't that just don't see it as a possibility and it is a possibility you know and I say this absolutely respectfully and I think you think so Carmen if you can do it others can do it yeah, but I mean I don't, I don't say, again, because I am private, there's so many things I don't share with social media. But in 2015, when I bought Chelsea Skin Clinic, which was at that time, it was Chelsea, where it's now Skin Fairy, I had $11 in my bank account, 11 No one's helped me do this. No one, I mean, my, my fiancé and I are in business together. I mean, he's been my, he's been my backbone at times. But I literally had $11 in my bank account turning 27 years old. I had to ask my parents to buy me these shoes that I wanted, <laughs> which they did for my birthday because I had no money and I felt so shit about myself and I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to move forward. You know, I was going through a really bad time, but what is everyone else's excuse when, you know, something like that has happened to me and I have been able to build my business. So I really love that I have come from those humble beginnings. I love my 10 years of experience in clinic before. Like, you know, everything does happen for a reason. You just don't see it at the time. But if someone that's just starting their business, they know that the struggle is real and get ready to work harder than you have ever worked in your life. And it doesn't stop because I'm almost three years in and I still haven't taken a breath. Yeah, yeah. And so it goes back to... This has happened for you. You survived $11 in your bank and yet opened a new business because of the, the degree of how much you really wanted what you said you wanted. Yeah. Right? So I always say to people, be careful what you wish for and be really careful yeah. about it and really um, strong about it because if you want success, it just doesn't turn up. You have to do the work and you have to get the skill set. I mean, yeah, study as much as you can. Go to motivational speaking if you can. Google whatever you, whatever you need to do to get you through or to make you better. There always are those opportunities and little lifelines there, but not everyone uses them. I mean, when I had the $11 in my bank account, I wanted to um, give the staff member that I took over the business a full time, whereas now I have five full-time staff. Like I've risen from the ashes, literally, and so yeah. can so can any single person. That's why I don't think owning a clinic will be clinics will be the end for me. I don't. I'd see myself doing different things within the industry. I would love to reach out and help a lot of business owners. And I don't claim to know it all, but I feel like the experience of working as a therapist before owning a business has been invaluable because I know what happens, what goes on, what's expected. But I would love to help a lot of the business owners out there who, you know, they feel like they they can't do it or they feel like they're struggling. Because if I can do it, anyone can do it. I mean, I failed year 12 human biology and then I went on to study general science. Yeah, exactly. I, I failed. I got a D. And you know what, um, Carmen, so many of the most famous, most wealthiest, most successful people in the world failed year 12 or failed school or dropped out of school. So it's not about that. It's, a, it's about the drive. It's about how 
badly do you want it? Let me have a look at what else I've got here. Uh, Lani, what made you choose DMK? Okay, there's a nice question for you. What made you choose DMK? <laughs> DMK I've used since uh, I was in beauty school. So I first met Daniel Dixon when I was 17 years old and he was doing a demo at my beauty school and then I was basically hooked from there as well but uh every clinic that i had worked in over the past 13 years or 10 years i've all had dmk um but i've worked with environ i've worked with um medicaid i've worked with md priori elizabeth arden um uh aspect i wouldn't have anything else in my clinic you wouldn't have anything else in the clinic because why because there's nothing like DMK, you can really treat the skin conditions, whereas I feel like the others treat skin types. I never had success with other product ranges like I did with DMK. Um, look, I'm open. Like I don't know if there will be something that's amazing in the future, but at this stage, I would never use anything. And but I would never use anything but DMK. Um, and I feel like everyone's jumping on the DMK bandwagon which, you know, DMK has to be used with a lot of respect. You know, there's a, long, there's a long process to get to the point where you should and do feel confident using it because you can, yeah, you can really make changes with it. But I feel like it's, yeah, it needs to be respected quite a lot because Danae himself has created this incredible brand and it's to be used properly and that's what we do. We follow protocols and... Yeah. That would be my advice. Yeah. Can you tell me what your induction process, don't tell me what it is, tell me how long it takes. So a new girl starts in your salon today, are you going to let her touch your clients straight away? No. Um, usually a month. It just depends really. Um, they have to go through a lot of training. I do one-on-one -on -one training with them. We get our rep, Debbie, who's amazing. She comes in and we basically do step-by-step. -step. I mean, a lot of the girls, my new therapist, for instance, is a dermal therapist um, and her knowledge was really low considering she has this, you know, qualification. So typically a month. Yeah, excellent. But, um, I really want everybody to understand that. So it's an investment in your people because you don't want them to affect the existing clients that you have, the existing results that you have. So you're very protective again. I want them to feel confident as well. You know, I'm all about protecting my staff. They actually come to me. They're my number ones because they're on the front line looking after the clients and I don't want to just throw them in there like I had been thrown in there, uh, you know, do a consult, do a this, do a that. And again, all of, all of the therapists that work for me, they're working with my name. They're working with my reputation. So if I just go and allow them after a day to go and work and then someone comes in and reacts, oh, I had a treatment at the Skin Fairy, they don't talk about the therapist. They talk about the business as a whole. So Absolutely. it goes back to protect, fiercely, fiercely protect your brand, your business. And that to me is number one. Yes, things happen. People react. People are not going to be happy. But... How much do you respect your your name and your your brand and your you know like I, it means everything to me so I will work really hard to ensure that the appropriate training is given. I really wanted you to convey that because a lot of people you know act in desperation they're understaffed and they just throw people in the deep end and that just will never work. But it also jeopardizes what you already have. I saw someone on the cream so i actually don't really comment on social media but i do have so much to say i saw someone comment on cream solutions a while ago um she seemed kind of desperate you know it was like oh i had to get rid of someone um and was needing to do hours but couldn't do it and you know again that's where my approach is really harsh that i'm like work six days a week get rid of that person they are tarnishing your name but I don't want to be that person on social media saying those things. But with that particular person, I just felt like, you know, I'm probably 10 years younger than you and you're doing everything possible wrong. You need to get rid of that 
bad egg and work six days a week. Sorry, but it's your, your obligation. You wanted to have a business. You have a business. So work hard. Great. So I had a question before, but I missed it. Not sure who it was. Oh, here it is. Eliza, how often do you have staff meetings, um, Carmen? We have staff meetings every week. Um, they're called power meetings. Um, and when I got back from the skiing games, actually, we, we, <laughs> we were so busy and we, we missed a couple of weeks. And then uh, Reese and I, my fiance, we had a big staff meeting. And, you know, the girls, they want the, the two things that they said that they wanted. Yeah. They, I said a couple of other things. They wanted more brochures. They wanted to have the staff meetings every week. And I think they wanted more towels or something. And my fiance is looking at me like, oh, my God, they're amazing. And I'm like, no, we're amazing. We run a really good business that the worst things that they want and need are those things. But the meetings are very, very, very important. Whether you're talking about a product, skin, or what you're doing, it just gets your team all together um, or aligned and moving forward. So once a week. Yeah, and you have, like, it's a deliberate meeting. There's a strategy to yeah. it. You don't just go waffling about nothing. It's, yeah. like, full on. How long is each meeting coming? So these meetings are half an hour. We're at the moment for the next six weeks. They're scheduled on a Saturday for half an hour. And then once a month we have a big staff meeting where we go through absolutely everything as well. And then I have one-on-one -on -one meetings with the girls once a month as well and they're really good because that gives you time to have that one-on-one -on -one time with the therapist and I really love being with my staff and you know how can I help you what do you want I'm I push them to tell me what they want to achieve and what goals they have or we speak about difficult clients or you know they've got personal things going on so there's many many things that you can speak about in meetings and I think it is imperative because I think the staff really, especially my girls, I know that they like to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, absolutely, I would imagine that. Um, and especially uh, a boss like you. Okay, so you're very inspiring and you want them to be better. You want them to grow better, but you won't tolerate if they don't. So if people stay stagnant, you'll move them on. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important message that I want everybody to see Carmen. That's why I call Carmen the role model. She, she is the role model for you because she's a fabulous boss, but she doesn't settle. I, as well, Bridget, I just want to touch on this. Everything that I do within my business is the exact opposite that was done for me when I was working for people. That's such an important thing to say. Yeah. So all of the salon owners need to remember what they were like when they were employees you and know, that didn't work. Forget. Remember what it was like to be a therapist um, working for someone. You know, remember, I, I don't, I, I actually am so grateful for all the bad things that happened to me and all the hard situations. My staff get treated so well because they deserve it, but also... No one ever bought me a coffee and told me I was doing really well. No one invested time in me. I just was chucked books, um, you know, or this is our protocol. You know, you have to put into your staff what you want to get out. And that, again, it's such a simple thing, but it's so true. And it takes so much effort, you know. And, again, my girls are really good. They're very hardworking, but they need so much of me as well. And I think that... You know, when people go to open a second business or a third business, you always have to remember, what are you putting into your current business that you think that you can replicate? Yeah, it's hard. It's really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, but you're not afraid of it. Let's see what else I've got here. Um, do the opposite. How many hours do you do hands-on? Paulina Gugasin wants to ask you, how many hands-on hours do you do? A lot. This week I'm doing less hands-on but more behind the scenes because I'm working on a couple of projects and because I have five people there I can step away but that's still something that I'm working on. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I encourage my salon owners is, um, you know, and you know this about me, that I want people to work less in the business and a lot more on the business because you work on the business, on the people is the important part. 
So I understand that you love doing treatments and that's great. But clearly when you went off to the US and did the skin games, you were able to not, you know, clearly the business didn't die without you. They were, they were amazing. They had a phenomenal month. But I know that they can though. It's letting go of that control. It's letting go of, you know, that it will be okay. But no, they did absolutely, yeah, the the, the, the figures for April, the, the work that they did. Yeah, I mean... My girls are amazing. So it would be fair to say that if your particular client can't have you because you're off to the States or doing your own thing, that they would trust an existing staff member to do the treatment? Yeah, majority of them. There are some that won't. Girls follow the protocol or they follow what was done last time. And again, we talk a lot constantly, 24-7 when we're at work about you know, what are you doing on that person? Da, da, da. We all consult with each other all the time. Okay, so, but what I want, you know, what I want for you, Carmen, and I think I spoke to you the first time we ever spoke, I think I told you about this, that at some point in time, you want the choice to be able to sell the Skin Fairy Clinic, maybe to do other things. And even if you really don't, you have to operate your business like one day, you want to sell it. So it has to be not a person-dependent business. People-dependent business, like a, a business that you we, can sell. We did have the business valued recently and we had uh, a system put in place if we were to sell it. I mean, we definitely are not considering that anytime soon, but I wanted to know what would that be? What would that look like? Yeah. And so you're confident that it's, it's not so, you could actually walk away and there's still a very profitable, viable yeah continuous business going if you personally walked away yeah yeah and everybody should aim for that everybody should whereas some salon owners you know are working really long hours the only ones making the money so if they stopped then the taps turned off and that's not all what you want this year my two senior therapists have overtaken me in um uh, products and services, which was our goal. So again, we, we sit down every six months and plan, but they now do, yeah, they're, they're above me now, which is good. That, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's a great attitude that you okay. have. We love that and we are able to reward them for that. But, you know, I sit back and I just think, like, that's amazing. What, what can we send them to? What, how can I build them up? Like, I want them to be, you know, amazing, well-rounded therapists but amazing well-rounded people that I have helped them get there but I mean they're, they're, they're awesome therapists. Excellent. What if all staff members don't work that day of staff meetings? Oh sorry okay so Amanda Desisari do you actually schedule your meetings on a day that you know the whole team will be there? Yeah because and if someone's not there then we will relay what's going on to them but uh, Saturdays everyone is there typically I think someone's on annual leave this Saturday, so we'll have our little cow meeting. But our big, our big monthly meetings, every single person is is there, like no exceptions. And yeah. if anyone, no one's allowed to be late ever. I actually fired someone who was with us for like five weeks, <clears throat> and I feel like being late is a sign of arrogance. But she walked into the meeting five minutes late, and the whole team, the whole team, just looked at me like. No one said anything. No one said anything even a month after. But the tenseness in the room of like this person was late and you're new, you're not going to last, which she didn't. But, yeah, make sure that no one's late to your staff meetings because it's a sign of arrogance. It's, it's rudeness. You be there on time. You have a meeting. And, again, that's as a boss what you, what you have to make, what's acceptable or what, or what, not, or what isn't acceptable. And what I love about my team is they all, they, they know the standards. They know. I okay, so everybody, listen to what she's saying. They know the standards. They know what's expected. And if what's expected of them is not met, then yeah. they won't last long. So when this staff member was, um, you know, removed from our business, they all were like, oh, thank God, you know. She won't, you know, but they never said anything before then because I'm like, you know, there's no bitching. We don't want to go. We have to try and build this person up, encourage them, blah, 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 blah. But again, one of the girls said to me when we had a one-on-one -on -one meeting, she goes, you know, when so-and-so walked in five minutes late to the meeting, she was like, I knew that she was gone. She was gone and we were laughing.
about it, which, you know, it's funny because this person had a great opportunity. Yeah, and, and she blew it. And she blew it. You, I don't, yeah, she didn't get fired because of that, but, yeah, I don't allow that in my business. I mean, that, just, that was just one of the things. You Things just mount up. Was, that did was, not help. Now, I just want to put in there, Amanda, if um, I just want to add to this for Amanda. If you find that somebody can't be at a power meeting, a staff meeting, whatever you're saying, maybe they, they're sick that day, they turn sick, then you have to start using the internet. You have to either have a meeting, like this is a Zoom meeting, you can do Skype, they can still be a part of it. So if yeah. you really want to have no exception salon, if they can't be there, you can't roster them on, then use technology to make yeah. sure that everybody gets it. Have a meeting with them the next day. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if it's possible to include them, then you're going to save time. Right? So that would be good. So, okay, so the thing is you've told us that you work lots of hours. Do you balance? Are you managing to balance your home life and your work life? Yeah, like, I mean, I've got two dogs, I have a fiancé, a lot of very close friends and family. Like, I still manage things, but no one puts pressure on me because they know how busy we are. Um, Sundays are obviously definitely our day, but I'm always, I'm pretty much 24-7 always working on something um, to do with work. But that's because I'm obsessed with it and I love it so much. But work-life balance... Uh, I'm always busy, like, running around mostly. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But um, I think you definitely book your hair, book your nails, book, you know, book things, like, do things. Actually, all my days off, I typically, I always, my mum, my mum's so amazing in so many ways. She actually, the only reason I can have dogs is because of her, because she babysits them. But she, on my days off, I'll have, like, a coffee with her. And I'm like, mum, it's my day off. I need you to meet me down um, at 10 o'clock because I have to have a coffee and then I can chill with her and I feel like I've done something on my day off yeah. and then I'm, and I'm busy again. But work-life balance, we're working on it, but I, I don't think that anyone that has a business has really work-life well, balance. You know, I think that what you're doing is you're doing what you and your, your fiancé want to do. So I understand what you're saying. For me, for example, work-life balance, you know, I love what I do. So I do do it on the weekend. I do do it late at night. I do get up at the crack of dawn. I do work way more hours than normal. But that's my definition of doing what I love. Yeah, like um, I'm, I'm really happy. Like I... I can't, I, I mean, I guess other business owners will know this as well, but like when I rock up to the clinic in the morning and go down and get my coffee, like I'm so happy. Like that's, I'm, I've wanted this my whole life. I wanted my own business. You know, I love it. And I, I love the opportunities that we can create for our staff. I love that we're helping people. I mean, we are a value-driven business. We are helping people literally change their life. And that's really rewarding. But do I get burnt out? Yeah, I do. I definitely do crash and burn. Um, and I think, again, going back to who you associate with, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm engaged to a prince and he's amazing and he helps me a lot. And I don't think that I would be the same if I didn't have that, like, backup from him um, when it comes to relaxing because he definitely is the one that's like, Bob, you need to get off your phone. Like, get off your phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to say that you're not necessarily lucky because I think that's what you attracted. And I think yes. we attract yes. the kind yes. of people that we need and the kind of people that we need to love. And if we attract the wrong one, then we need to start thinking what we're doing, you know, because the saying and uh, of you are a son of the five, five closest people around you is so very true. So oh, five closest people around you bring you down. You have to rethink who you're hanging around with. And that actually will extend also to your business, like people who uh, Carmen hangs around with at work. I mean, they're her employees, but they're the people she hangs around with. So question that because that will reflect you and what you do. Um, I, and let's see what Eliza says. I never see specials at Skin Fairy. Is that because you are booked and don't need to? That's a great question. You never see... Any specials, any offers, promotions? 
Oh, we do do like in-house promotions, but I don't post that on social media because I don't want my business to be known for that. This month we're doing like a free promotion. So there's like in-house promotions, but we don't necessarily post about them. And no disrespect to other businesses, but I have just found that in the past working for businesses, that's just not something I want my business to be known for, like specials all the time. Like I think it can bring down your value. Your business can't depend on it. What you need is to train your people to rebook, to sell courses, to sell solutions so that people come back organically, not because they're offered something cheap. Our rebooking rate is 96 point something. Music to my ears. Music to my ears. In fact, you know what? Carmen, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I, in my salon, when I had it, we had a really high uh, rebooking rate and it was nowhere near that. So uh, I absolutely congratulate you for that because we, we had you know, anything from 80 to 85%. We considered that really good and it was. But when you're telling me 96%, you have, you've got the formula. Right, and everybody here needs to hear and you know play this again and understand that everything comes from within with Carmen. It she leads it all. It's her decision. It's her culture. It's her vision. And, and those who come along follow it. I don't usually talk statistics, money, rebooking, but that's one thing I will share. Um, and it's all phenomenal because I know the figures. I know the percentages of working in other businesses being a therapist you know back in the day so it's been it's been a good thing for me to see that my business is the complete opposite which is what I always wanted which I was going to make happen excellent Carmen I'm not going to take any more of your time we're now on 12 o'clock I want to thank you on behalf of everybody who attended this live session but more importantly you always know that way more people are going to watch the replay, right? So on behalf of all the people that are going to get so much from the replay, not just for the live, thank you. Um, I do want everybody to take a leaf out of Carmen's book because it is well-deserved, it is well-earned, and the respect that she has within the industry is 100% earned. Nothing came easy to Carmen. Everything came through solid work, solid learning, and then passing that on to her team. Um, okay, well, thank you so much, Carmen. Uh, have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for your time. Everybody needs to know this is really early for Carmen. It's 12 o'clock in Melbourne and Sydney, uh, but it's 10 o'clock for her. So um, yeah. she got on really early with me at about 8 o'clock her time this morning. So I just, want, I just wanted to say, Bridget, you know, a touch on, it makes me feel so good to hear when you say, you know, it hasn't come easy. I've literally been beaten with a stick in the last three years. I can't even go into the stories and the things that have happened to me, but I've just decided to choose a different route and just go and work hard and keep pushing forward. And any single person can do it if you have that passion there. And yeah, get ready to work harder than you've ever worked in your life. Excellent. Thank you so much. Fantastic closing words. Um, we'll speak soon. Thanks, everybody, for coming. This was um, a really great turn up. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Well, what a great interview that was. Carmen really is a strong role model for the salon owner who is serious about making a difference and making a real success of her business. Let her words inspire you to greater leadership and productivity inside of your business. I hope you enjoyed listening to Carmen as much as I enjoyed interviewing her.